0: Welcome to the C Film Podcast. I'm Scott Higgins, Wesleyan's director of the College of Film and the Moving Image. And today we present to you a presentation, a talk that we hosted a few weeks back by Ed Dechter about the Wesleyan at the AFI summer program. This is a program that we offered for the first time last summer and we are going to do it again July 7th to the 14th at the American Film Institute in Los Angeles Ed Dechter is a screenwriter, producer, showrunner, and AFI professor, and he runs the program for us. It is an immersive view of the entertainment industry, and it features successful Wesleyan alumni talking about how they got their start and what they know about working in television and film and entertainment in in Los Angeles. It's especially valuable for uh, new graduates who are moving to Los Angeles and want to enter the industry, but I think it can help anyone who is interested in how things work. So today we have Ed talking about the program from last year and the program that we're going to offer this year i hope you listen and i hope that you're interested because if you are all you need to do is send me an email and i'll have my address on the blog and i'll give you further information about what it is and and how it all works now during the presentation ed also invited one of our students a current student she's a senior now onitra johnson to talk about her experience in the program last summer And she gives a ground level view of what it was like and what it meant to her as somebody who's about to go out in a few months to Los Angeles and begin her career as a television writer. And um, you will hear Onitra Johnson's name again she's going to be a shooting star we're lucky that she went to this program and she's got a lot to say about it so we'll start with Ed talking about the program and then um we'll hear what Onitra has to say as well so hello (laughs) thank you for coming um this is our uh, kind of informational session about Wesleyan at AFI and um We have someone to do it for us. In fact, the person who teaches and kind of runs the program, the the summer workshop, is here, Ed Dechter. You want credits? I got credits. Um, He wrote a screenplay for Something About Mary. He wrote Santa Claus 1 and Santa Claus 2. He helmed The New Guy, the film. Um, And as a TV producer, he uh, produced Boy Meets World and The Closer, Chicago Suns, Client List, Helix, Unforgettable, Shadowhunters. He's been working a lot since his days at Wesleyan, and no one I know can speak so clearly about what the industry is like and really what it takes to find yourself and, and survive in, in the, the thing they call Hollywood. So, um, so here's Ed. Bring him down. and. Um,
1: my, my daughter says that I should never list There's Something About Mary because people your age haven't seen it. It's uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie. She says the, the big credit. Uh, and I, I went to Bates huh. where my daughter goes and I showed uh, There's Something About Mary and uh, a lot of the people came out and said, "Oh, that was really funny. I'd never seen that before." They go, "But didn't didn't you do Lizzie McGuire?" Wow. I go, "Yeah." And they go, "They go, why didn't you show that?" <laughs> and so I, I, I guess that's a better credit for you guys. So, uh, but, but uh, uh, I, you know, we have Onitra here, uh, who was on the program. We want to come down, Onitra. You, I, I don't think she needs any introduction. Tell me what you expected it to be and then what it was for you.
2: We spent quite a bit of time actually in the classroom, which was really nice, brainstorming about, I'd heard when you pitch, there are times when you need to have um, visual aids for your pitches. So Ed sat down and taught us ways to visual, visualize our pitches through um, PowerPoints and gave us really good feedback about what Hollywood's looking for. and it's, actually true because I went out to, um, this summer, I went to Paradigm and I talked to an agent and the first thing she asked me was, is the story you're writing personal to you? And Ed had stressed that to everybody there hard. He was like, if the first thing you're writing, it should be personal to you, whether it's something small or big, that's what the agents, that's what people are looking for. So it was the first thing she asked me and I told her yes, because it was, but it made me think of Ed and all the time we spent really going over our stories and what we're writing, why we're writing about it. Um, so I felt as a writer, um, as someone who might someday direct, it was just really important because you're bringing together both the written word and the visual and thinking about how you have to tell this story to someone you've never met before. And you might have just a couple minutes to talk to them about this. And being able to have that feedback then, I felt helped me when I went to Paradigm this summer to go talk about my story.
1: Um, and not everybody not everybody that you uh, were with wanted to be a writer, right? They wanted right. to be all different things.
2: Exactly. Everybody wanted to do different things. But I don't know. I believe that when you're going out there in Hollywood, is such a different atmosphere. You're always in some way pitching yourself. Um, whether it's you're trying to start out grip work, PA work, you have to know how to talk to whoever you're working with as a production assistant, and you need to be able to have that conversation because you never know who's going to turn around and say, actually, I actually had this happen to me a couple times, so what do you want to do? Mm. And freezing, you don't want to <laughs> do that because it's just important. Just think about it, be honest about it, and it helps when you're in a room full of your peers and you're able to have that conversation then then when you're kind of in the spotlight of some person who's up there is talking to you can think back and go, yeah, this is what I want to do and it's personal to me. And I feel like people can feel that when it's personal to you. Um, But for all the alumni, like Alex Kurtzman, and actually I didn't really expect for Ed to be so personal too, actually. (laughs) I'd run into him at Starbucks in the morning he would just start talking to me and telling me about his career, and that was really nice. Um, Alex was the same way. He sat in the room with us and was not rushing anybody out of that room. Um
1: and I I I think except for Steve Clovis who wrote all the Harry Potter movies, I think Alex Kurtzman is the most successful box office writer in the history of Hollywood, except for Steve Clovis.
2: And he is really down to earth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Super specific and nice. Yeah.
2: And very honest. I feel like all the alumni were very honest about what didn't work for them and projects that they've recently I'll say just failed on, which is really nice because you don't feel like you have to be perfect all the time. Um, being willing to say that and be honest about that mentally, because that's all you really see when you read like the Hollywood Reporter and stuff. Everyone's perfect. Everyone came out with a silver spoon, and they just knew exactly what they were going to do coming out the gate. You know, I think Joss Whedon spoke to that as well. Yeah, you know, he was very honest. Um, And that was nice, and it was great, too, because I was able to sit there and, as I listened to them talk, ask any question that came to mind. Not like I would ask a rude question, but I really, literally, I asked Akiva, like, Mm -hmm. how as a writer, with it being a lonely field, how do you work through that? You know, and he gave a very honest answer. And he actually, yeah, he asked us all about who we were, what do we want to do.
1: If there's any questions you have about the program, Onitra is the person to speak to because she, she really uh, went through it and really thrived there in the, in the program. But I, I, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Um, uh, it's uh, basically uh, an intro to the jobs there. there. We had a wonderful guy, Matt, in the program. He wants to be a cinematographer. And so we, he met cinematographers. He's now... Uh, he, and he was up at the AFI, he now works on the crew of a lot of AFI productions. Uh, so he's made a lot of contacts there, met a lot of people. And so he's working all the time. And um, that mm-hmm. I, I think is the friction that you need to get into any career. That's what we are stressing. And what's unbelievable is that all of these people came out of this program. Uh, that we met. We met some people that didn't come out of the program uh, that you know that uh, were also fantastic guests but it is pretty astounding that they all came from Wesleyan like I always uh, I always think that you know it's it takes a lot to ask somebody to come and speak to the to to the to a, a group of students but like Joss Whedon drove to the AFI not only did he speak to the students but he Felt he had forgotten to say something that he really wanted to say, and he sent an email for me to distribute to the students about something he forgot. And he wrote, he wrote dialogue uh, to, to give examples of what he's talking about uh, and about how uh, uh, you know something that he really wanted to convey and felt that he forgot. And I was thinking, I was thinking that that's the strength of Wesleyan's program is that somebody would care so much that he that joss whedon who does not have to do this uh actually took the time to write down a bunch of dialogue on a page to show examples of something he forgot to say and so that and everybody was unbelievably generous with their time with us Uh, one of the the things that they all had in common that they really liked was going to see a soap opera only because (laughs) you don't think about it we went to this soap opera And, you know, uh, obviously Owen's the big director there. There's very few people who direct soap operas. Owen is uh, an Emmy-winning top guy. And also, you find out that they very rarely do two takes of a scene. They keep moving. They have to shoot 70 pages a day. So like on a feature film, as an example, a big day is four pages. That's a gigantic day. And in, in television, we do about seven, eight pages a day, and he does 70 pages a day, right? And so you wouldn't think that, you know, but they were, everybody was amazed at the, the speed at which they worked and, the, and the, the precision, and it just, it's amazing, and the technical considerations. But Emmett said, um, could you introduce me to the script supervisor? So I, we, we uh, Owen was so kind and said, this, this is Emmett, he's very interested in script supervising, and this woman went, <laughs> no one is interested in script supervising <laughs> sit sit down right next to me and she the whole time we were there she and Owen were going over the script and she was showing him what you know what she was recording and all the shots that she had to remember and all the pieces of business that had to fit together and like this woman went like there is someone interested in script supervising I I you know and by the way it is a huge job in a film and it is it is a very high pressure job, and people who are good at it are extremely valuable. And, they're, and you know, directors carry their script supervisors with them and don't let them go to other films. They just want them uh, for themselves all the time. And so, so, she, so that, I always felt that that was a great moment of the, of the program where somebody was interested in something and found a way to connect with that you know, particular dream of, of theirs. Um, and it, it's it, that's the thing that I want to stress. It's not uh, it's not a program for directors. It's not a program for for writers. It's for uh, for everybody who's thinking about showbiz. How many people here are film majors? I'm curious. Wow, that's a lot of film majors. That's amazing. Well, uh, some of the, that Liz Mitz, who uh, was the last person up there, she was a film minor, and. I, I think she got more out of the program than almost anybody. She's she's so happily employed. She she's at at Verve. She, they love her there. Um, she's uh, although we're sort of going on strike against our agencies uh, very soon, but uh, she, she she poor Liz might be out of a job soon. But uh, but but, uh, but the but the uh, the uh, uh, you know amazing thing is uh, she is as um, uh, passionate about it as even the film majors, which is great. And uh, so, I I give an assignment before the whole thing happens, and Anitra knows this, Um, I I say make a deck out of uh, PowerPoint or Keynote, whichever you're comfortable with, and 20 images. And 20 images, and the only words on it are the title. And I want you to convey to me what's a project that's really you, that, that the kind of project that you'd want to work on or the kind of project that you're passionate about, but that really you can do and no one else can do, right? So you're from the Basque country. I met you today, right? And tell me your name again. Lauda. Lauda is from the the Basque country. And so I would insist that you do uh, (laughs) something about that because very few people know about it. Very few people know about their struggle to be an independent country, all that kind of, all that kind of thing. Or a comedy set in the Basque company, country where nobody knows really what the struggle is between the two different cultures and all of that, right? And th- that's a film that I don't think anyone else here could write unless there are two Basque people here. No? Okay, so I don't think anybody else can write that film or create that film. Now, what if you want to be a production designer? Guess what? It's the same deck, right? It's the same deck, meaning you're showing the tone, you're showing the, the, uh, the, you know, indicating what the story is, indicating who the dream actors are for the project, whatever it is you want to put. You can even put multiple images on one slide, right? And so I just said this today to their class, which is everybody on a film. Uh, so at the AFI, we have six divisions or six disciplines, right? We have writing. Directing, producing, and then we have cinematography, editing, and production design. And it's all the same job. Everybody has the exact same job, and that's to tell the story. And uh, how many people here have seen the film Psycho? I said this today in class. <laughs> in Psycho, they don't show the weird birds, right, in the first scene where you meet Norman Bates. Right? The weird birds are in the middle, and the creepy woman at the end who's been in the fruit cellar, his mom is at the very end. And so you meet Norman Bates, you think he's just a little bit odd duck, lonely guy. Then you see he's, you know, with the odd birds and you're getting very worried about Norman. And then <laughs> at the end, you see the lady in the fruit cellar. I'm just talking about production design, of which Alfred Hitchcock was pretty good at it. Uh, and his art directors and production designers were pretty good at it. But, uh, but that's, that tells a story, doesn't it? Right. So same thing with cinematography. Same thing with editing, particularly editing. We call the the last writer. So <laughs> the last writer on staff is the editor. And um, so the, all of these disciplines. And so you're gonna what I uh, you know did with you know Scott and Janine's help was to get together people from all different disciplines.
2: So we went to go see Akiva, the editing part. Yeah. Um, and he was showing us the edit of one of his TV shows. And afterward, pretty much the day was over and everyone was going home. And his editor, she sat with us for at least another 30, 40 minutes, teaching us how to edit, um, talking to us about her career. Um, She wasn't a West alumni, but she sat there and took the time to talk to whoever was interested in editing and how to get into TV editing. Um, Akiva stayed and answered questions, and we were all just in this small room talking about editing for TV. And, which is spectacular, right?
1: And then I really like the recent graduates because they literally said, "Okay, you know me. I graduated two years before you. Here's the five or ten things that I did that make a difference so uh, I, I don't I think they probably are a little bit too old for you. Kylie Rossiter uh, is Alex Kurtzman's writing assistant on his new show, uh, which is a phenomenal starting job. They're insanely smart, so that that, that helps, right? But they just said, okay, this is what I did. This is how I attacked what I wanted to do. Um, uh, I helped Alex get a job at Verve also. Uh, she became the mentor for Liz uh, at Verve. Um, Kylie, uh, I think, was house-sitting or, or doing sort of uh, almost babysitting work for Alex Kurtzman, and yeah. then he hired her in uh, to uh, a receptionist job, and then now she's the writer's assistant. Of course, and take into account they're super smart. And uh, and then Will has, has also has a great job. He's actually got almost an executive job uh, at this point. So the, the, uh, the, these are not just success stories. And this is the thing I never say at the AFI because uh, it could make other people mad. The reason why <laughs> our program is, I think, the best in the world, is that you guys know actual films, a backlog of sort of the history of film and, and films throughout, and obviously television, but throughout the time period from the golden era, silent films, uh, westerns, all that kind of stuff. Why does that matter? Um, a lot of people are just into the, you know, technical thing of, uh, they have great cameras, and they have they talk about angles and everything like that but what you 're learning here is how people told stories and how they made you feel and th- and that that no matter which discipline or which craft you want to go into uh, that's a that 's this storehouse and every single one of these people said the same thing to the group, both Alex and Jos and then these much younger people uh, said the storehouse of what we had done at Wesleyan is the thing that I feel like separates me from everybody else who's looking for a job. And obviously, you're here you know, with Scott and Janine, and you're taking these classes, and it's more of an academic setting. I, I, I'm less interested for you, for my part of it, is to transition you from that academic setting to a professional career. So when I, I teach at the AFI, and um, I say to them, it's a very hands-on kind of place. And I say to them, I'm, i you know, I have theory, and you'll be hearing some of my theory, but it's really to get help you get work. And so, like I remember, uh, I was just joking with Janine. I, I am so old that we had <laughs> Frank Capra visit us from, you know, uh, from the Golden Age of Hollywood. Even at that time, he was. An older man. He was very... Yeah, he was old. And But he came to visit us, and we had to, we were asking him so many questions that Janine said, okay, shut up, everyone out, because Mr. Capper is tired. <laughs> and, and, and left. But the fact that we knew who Frank Kapper was and had an idea of the way he told stories and the way he had even the guy who was cleaning up uh, the... You know, a, a, an actor that was just cleaning up the, the, whatever it was, the the courthouse or something like that, and had a great line or a great turn, a phrase, uh, even that, the attention to that, that's what I really feel uh, that the Wesleyan education brings to uh, your future world. So I, I, I'm like hyper-focused. But, you know, Frank Capra came from such a different era of filmmaking that it didn't Really, that, that part of it, how to get into the business, was different because he did stunts in silent films, right? I mean, that, that's where he started. So that doesn't relate. The reason why I very rarely tell students about how I got started is because there was I didn't have video. We, 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 we shot on film, right? So it's completely different than your era. But these people relate directly to you. And Onitra relates directly to you. And about that. And what I'm trying to do is bridge this academic world that is so rich with the pro- professional working world. When I first talked to Jeanine about this, I said, I would like a program that I would have liked to have had. Everybody who was in this, even Alex Kurtzman, even Joss, even uh, everybody, all of these people said, fuck. Like, <laughs> how come we didn't have this? You know what I mean? I mean, even, you know, even the, the biggest people in the industry were saying, why didn't I, I have that when we came out? And what, the the thing that I felt was missing, I had the great education at Wesleyan, but I didn't have any particular link. I, I literally drove out in my car to, like, Los Angeles, you know, and, um, you know, weirdly brought a really heavy coat from, from – middletown that i that sat in a closet for like twelve years, you know like i you know I, I i was so out of it i didn't know how to you know and also the at that time the West net thing was not like it is now, whether or not you come on this program the west net is is awesome, and again i don't make any money for touting all of this I just uh I, I'm I'm always looking for, it. when I came out, I would have loved to have had somebody to talk to or somebody to say to help me make decisions about what to do. And also, your parents know this, how many people's parents are thrilled they're film people? <laughs> oh, well, good, okay, great. great parents, great. How many people's parents would prefer they were lawyers or doctors? Yeah, okay, right, yeah, I'm, I'm. right, and, and me, I'll raise my hand, right? So, uh, but the, the, the problem is, when you're a lawyer or a doctor, there are stepping stones that you absolutely know, right? What, what would you do? You take the LSATs or the MCATs? Is that something? I'm so out of it. The MCATs, is that you still take that for, to become a doctor? And then you, you go to medical school, right? Or you go to law school. All of you could do it. And then there, you, know, you go to interview with firms or interview for internships. And then you are in those professions, right? So that the, the weird thing about the film business or any of the arts, by the way, is that there are no steps. But there are steps. You just have to clue into what they are. One of the, the, the big things that I always say is, if you're a writer, you can pile up writing while you're a barista at Starbucks or while you do everything else. Directing is harder. How many or anybody here want to be a director? Great. And you know, you can raise your hands confidently and highly. That's a good thing to want to be. It's a little different path than becoming a writer. It does not help you as much to be an assistant to an executive producer if you want to be a director. It doesn't. It really helps you if you want to be a writer. But if you want to be a director, there are different steps that you have to take and different things that you have to do uh, to become a director. And sometimes it also means becoming a writer as well anybody want to see themselves as a writer director oh good okay so that's good so that helps that helps a tremendous amount and so uh but knowing these things and seeing other people who are doing these things i think is the is the key to it not being the big void that your parents are deeply afraid of and so You know, I often say to my pilot writing class at AFI, your pilot is a bridge to the series. And that bridge has to be interesting on its own and not have too much weight put on it so that it breaks apart. And it's the same thing about this program. It's a little bridge for you to go, oh, okay. And by the way, every one of those people, well, I think Bryce is in Switzerland or something, right? Well, San Francisco. Well, oh, San same Francisco? Thing. No, San but wait. <laughs> he, oh, so he moved to San Francisco. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, because he was in Switzerland. He's working for a, for a silent film museum. Yeah, great. Yeah. In
0: Switzerland.
1: Yeah. By the way, so th- by the swears? way, that's a career choice. So we, you know, it's the whole, you know, curation and and film history thing. That's a whole career choice. So, uh, and you may not know exactly what it is you want to do, but you need the tools to be able to transition to things that'll start getting you on your way so and you know uh for directors one of the things i talk about is grad school no grad school because directors benefit more from grad school than almost anyone so but you know then if you have a lot of debt load we'll say let's not discuss that let's talk about something else but uh but nevertheless those are the things so again if you have any questions or want to know i can't Guarantee the same cast of characters because it has a lot to do with who is available. But there are still there, what's an unbelievable. There is a whole other set of people that could be up there that are equally as impressive. That's what's. I mean, Michael Bay wasn't available when we did this, but you know, there's Michael out there. So D-B-Y's. what? D B Wise. Oh, D B Wise. Yes. Yes, who who worked for my uh, wife as an assistant? Oh my God! Yeah, like DB Weiss, <laughs> and my wife had Mark Bombach and DB Weiss as her assistants. <laughs> uh, when they, because you know, I, I, I Janine sends me, you know, people, she says, you know, meet these people, and they so, sometimes there are jobs available, and they start in these jobs, and then and then they become DB Weiss or Mark Bombac. Pretty unbelievable, and Mark Bombach would be happy to participate in this if you were out. In you know LA, so yes.
3: Oh, I, mean, I, I was just wondering because I think I heard Anitra you say you were out there for two weeks. Did the program get shortened for this summer? Or?
1: This summer, we what we discovered was that two weeks was too expensive for the students, and correctly so. And so we shortened it to seven full days now. So instead of fourteen and a half days. Instead of no, we did we did ten. So it's we're we're sort of. Making it more affordable because it was expensive last year. It was expensive.
3: So how much is it this year?
1: Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. And it's look. look, And what everyone did was, uh, a couple of them did a very inexpensive Airbnb, and lived like three or four of them there, and it was very. That was very inexpensive. Uh, I I felt it was uh, a little too inexpensive. But, uh, but nevertheless, they, they were there. And uh, then a lot of them had friends that were in LA, so they just stayed on sofas. And, um, but the, and, and so two weeks asked too much, I think, of the, of the students. That was one of the things we learned. And uh, now that we know how to run this a little better, um, I, I think we can do a denser program with just about the same values as this one. Yes. Sorry,
3: could you just clarify something for me? So is there like a application to fill out to get into the program or how does it work? Like
1: you, you
0: send me an email for more information. We do need you to kind of register and pay by May tenth. That's what we're looking towards a deadline. And I could give you all that, um, the email. But no, it it is first come, first serve and it's um, limited, so so act soon because <laughs> seats uh, uh, do get taken. Yes.
1: Uh, is this grade specific? Like only seniors? Or? Well, uh, I, I personally don't think so. I think uh, I think it should be juniors as well. Uh, it should be film majors or or people who film minors. But I, I think I think uh, junior and senior year. It's good. I, I I frankly think it's just as valuable for a junior year because if you know where you're targeting, you could also make uh, interesting choices in your course selection at Wesleyan. Mm. I think too. So uh, uh, Scott may disagree with me. He is the boss, so uh, he can disagree with me. But uh, I that I, I really feel I, I don't feel like it it had well Anitra you were a junior. He was a junior. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I mean,
0: so we're open to having a, a few juniors. We do have it set up as a launching point for your move out to Los Angeles, right? But certainly everything that you gain um, after you're in Los Angeles, you could, you could gain. Oh, by
1: more. the way, of that group, everyone moved to Los Angeles except Bryce, who's in now San Francisco, and right. Onitra because she decided to finish her senior year.
0: Which is and what we're concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They all
3: have jobs.
1: Yes, they all have jobs, and and doing what they want to do.
3: What, what if a, I have a question. Yes. What, what if a non-major wants to apply?
1: I I personally yeah. I personally am totally fine with that. Uh uh. You know. Again, I work for you guys. So, but I I I I am personally fine with that. I anybody who's interested. In a potential career in show business. And you know, the the one determining factor about show business is sticking with it is sort of the grit factor. It, you, uh, it, it does not take a lot of grit to be a lawyer if you just make it through those those classes and get a job. You but it takes a lot it takes a lot of grit to become a great lawyer or a successful lawyer. But to be in show business takes a little bit extra grit because it's, there isn't this glide path that you're on. Not that becoming a doctor or a lawyer is easy, but th- it's, it, it's more of a glide path, yeah.
0: Do you think that this program would be helpful for someone who is interested in being an actor?
1: Yes, it, because again, <laughs> yes, because again, knowing what is happening on the other side of the camera is essential for you to know how to plug in. Like uh, I give cold audition workshops all over the city, and I do it when I'm casting roles for for something else, because a lot of actors <clears throat> aren't in the chain of success about getting into uh, like a like a, a an agency that gets them you know into auditions. And so, one of the things that I tell actors is they have to know what my job is as a showrunner, because a lot of times actors go, well, they didn't even tell me why I didn't get the role, right? And that's not, that's not anyone's job. That's your job to, to go in and do a great audition. But no, in, in, in a theater class, they may tell you why your scene didn't work or what things you could improve, but not in a professional environment. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yes, it would be... Un- the more knowledge you would have... Yes, Janine.
3: Well, if you're an actor, how would you like to get to know 10 or 20 of the biggest names in the business in a position to hire you yeah. for any TV show or any, any uh, how would you like to become friends with them and have their phone. That, that would be my idea as if I were an actor, I would give my face in front of those people and you couldn't get in to see them any other way here
1: you're meeting them by the- that, okay, that's that not only is that a great point, surprisingly, from Janine. From but Janine. but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but the, the other the other thing that I want to say is that um, what my what my students at the AFI say is that it will it will take them five to seven years to get back into a room with just me, the the sixty-third most famous graduate of, of Wetland. Right? So they, and to get into the room with Joss would take you 10-12 years, right? Unless something stratospheric happens. So it sounds weird, right? But that's what the access difference is with this type of program and with with you know this program that these two people built. So you know that's 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 the amazing thing about about what we have that I can't say this at the AFI so I feel so free but (laughs) that we have that no one else has and if you know on a per capita basis the other reason that you should feel insanely good about yourselves is that on a per capita basis like I have friends that teach at USC USC is way bigger than Wesleyan unbelievably bigger the endowment is bigger everything is bigger at USC but you know four of the top ten grossing films in the history of films are directed by Wesleyan people you know, that, that's why I think it's valuable. I mean, I, when it, are you as an actor gonna get in front of Alex Kurtzman? You'd have to be going to network on a series that he was doing uh, for one of the lead roles. So to get to that chain, uh, you get to skip the line Than this. Anyway, uh, I'm available by email. Uh, Onitra's available by email. Scott uh, is available by email. Don't bother Janine because she doesn't have email. And uh, and so and and that and that's, you know, uh, I I think for uh, it's the completion, I think, of the whole Wesleyan connected to the industry part of it. And it's kind of like uh, all the years of all these people piling up at Wesleyan. It's a way for you to meet them, but also them to meet you because Alex Kurtzman is employing Kylie Rossiter right now and that that just happened and some of the people up here uh Matt Ember used to work for me on a show and uh Kate Purdy used to be my assistant and it th- that's how it all happens Matt is unbelievably generous giving back to uh to and you, you isn't it amazing didn't ev- so many people give their emails and all that kind of stuff didn't I mean Stephen from
3: Hollywood Reporter
1: gave his Yes email? yeah I mean even he, a non muslim person he, he he uh, he went to Cambridge so he's not very smart but uh, <laughs> but but you know the, these people gave up their time there are there are still people from the program in contact with people from the, the you know who were teachers at the program at uh, lecturers so that's what I want to say uh, and again uh, you can get my email from Anisha has my email and uh, Scott has my email so uh, you you know if there's other questions that you have please and contact I I
3: yes're In doing this, make a decision and get your name to Scott, and Scott will give you all the further details of it. But this it will fill up. I mean, we can't take you know 50 people. I mean, so if you do think you want to do it, do get get, decide because that's
1: yeah, yes, and you know so, but uh, you know it it will be uh, uh, fun. You and you know what else (laughs) that group. They're all friends now. They they weren't like uh, close, some of them were close before they got there, but now they're all getting together. We had everybody over for a pizza party at my house. They Some of them live together now. So that's also another. And also when you're going to a city, is anybody here from Los Angeles? Where, wait, what high schools did you go to? I went to the Lycée. Oh, the Lycée, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I went
3: to Beverly Hills High School. Beverly Hills <laughs> High yeah. I
1: went to Milton. What? You went to, oh, to Milken, yeah, up the hill, yeah. Anybody else?
3: Uh, Miracosta,
1: Miracosta, Manual Arts, Manual Arts, yeah. And uh, so those people know LA. By the way, if you're in the program now, now you're gonna be putting up some people on your sofas. <laughs> so that was dangerous <laughs> too. I'm sorry about that, but uh, but I mean that's uh, th- that's a fantastic uh, thing that they already know Los Angeles. It's not so frightening. The other thing is a lot of people say, Well, I'm thinking of going to New York. Anybody thinking of going to New York? Okay. Can I just ask why?
0: <laughs> well for me, um, like I'm so I have a daughter and she's here going to school, so like that's really taking Oh, well,
1: I mean, like- obviously that trumps everything. So that, but I, yeah, I mean, if little bit of a little yes, that trumps everything. But yes,
3: well, I live there, so it's easier for now, but eventually. I want to
1: get to LA. Right, just, but what is it you want to do?
3: Cinematography.
1: Oh, cinematography. So, I mean?
3: Being in LA is preferable, yes, but I mean, living at home is free.
1: too. It's free, yes. I get that too. But the good news about being a cinematographer in New York is that there is a lot of show shooting in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, there's. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, if I see you in the program, we'll talk about how you, how you can get that going. And then I'll have some of the cinematographers that were here come talk to you about how to get on cruise, mm-hmm. and how to volunteer your time at first to get on cruise. You know, it's union, right, so yeah. there's, there's barriers to entry. And who else is thinking going to New York? I'm not making fun of you, I'm just trying to find the logic in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's totally contingent on whether I have a job there for the summer, um, but that's not really. A- not thinking of moving there. I just raised my hand because he said New York. And I, but yeah. That's, but that's, you're from New York? No, no, no. Right. So, <laughs> but, I mean, what I'm saying is that no, uh, no projects, or, well, if you were thinking of working, like if somebody said to me, I want to work in late night television, then yes, absolutely. You got to go to New York. That's and true. if somebody was saying, you know, although there's late night television in LA too, but but certainly, you know, the, the big late night shows are in New York. Or if you want to be a sketch writer for Saturday Night Live, All of that is in New York, but everything else, you know, and everything originates out of Los Angeles, um, except late night stuff. But uh, if, no, if there are other considerations, that's, that trumps everything. Okay. All right, great. So it's terrific to meet you and thank you for your time. And thank you for watching our little presentation.
0: Thank you for listening to the C-Film Podcast. As I mentioned, this year's Wesleyan at the AFI seminar will take place between July 7th and 14th. And if you would like to know more, please send me an email as soon as possible because spaces fill up quickly. In the meantime, I hope you listen to our other podcasts as well, including an earlier interview with Ed Dechter. Uh, And it's all available on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts.